Hey, I'm Sam. And I'm Jared. And this is Culture Culture Catch-Up. Each week, one of us introduces the other to a piece of culture they missed out on. You can subscribe to Culture Catch-Up wherever podcasts are available. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Catch-Up Culture. And if you like us and want to continue hearing our hot takes on classic culture, be sure to support the show by telling your buds and writing us raving reviews. For today's Culture Catch-Up, I will be catching Jared up on... Pearl Harbor. Harbor. So, Jarrett, you have not seen Pearl Harbor. No, I have not. Came out in 2001, three hours, three minutes long. Was directed by Michael Bay, which I did not know. I don't know that in 2001 I knew who Michael Bay was. But looking (laughs) back on it now, it feels uh, perfectly fitting and also really funny that Michael Bay was the director of this movie. What Did you wind up watching a lot of his stuff as a kid? I mean, no. Well, so he did do the Transformers movies, and I watched yeah. that first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then apparently he also did Armageddon, which I didn't realize either until we started doing research yeah, for this. Yeah, same. I, it just got completely slipped my mind that he did Armageddon and even like The Rock and I stuff like that. Oh, I, see, which, I don't know The Rock. I watched that one a long time ago, but um, maybe we'll have to do it on a future episode. But, you know, just do but a Michael I, Bayathon. But I do know Pearl Harbor and Armageddon, and I am shocked that they're directed by Michael Bay. <laughs> which, again, is perfectly fitting, sure. I just didn't realize it. The movie also stars Ben Affleck, Kate Beckinsale, and Josh Hartnett. And apparently when it came out in 2001, it was the most expensive film ever made, which Ooh. seems absolutely absurd. I think it was like 140 million. Yeah, this isn't what I would have expected to be Mm-mm. the most expensive film ever made because this is post like even Star Wars Phantom Menace. Well, and this was like a big summer blockbuster. And Titanic. Or, you know, they thought it was going to be a big summer blockbuster. So that makes sense. But I, once you see the movie, I think it'll make more sense because, yes, looking back, I do realize it's probably a hell of a lot mm. of special effects and things and like i don't i mean maybe they're really shooting on big carriers out in the ocean i don't know i don't no, know what any yeah, of that costs not. but it does kind of make sense i guess yeah i just wouldn't have pegged it as one of the most expensive films ever made also when it came out in 2001 roger ebert wrote the review about it and only gave it one and a half stars so buckle up this is not a great film we're watching to probably ebert, you know <laughs> i may watch this and love it you never know that's true we don't always get along with or agree with reviewers so whatever so, Jarrett, you have not seen Pearl Harbor yet. Right. What do you know about it? Go ahead and tell me what you already know. I mean, I remember, you know, a few years after it came out and I was curious about it and wanted, kind of wanted to watch it then. I, re- I remember reading the Wikipedia article, so I knew. <laughs> <laughs> like Thank in God the plot for the lines, internet. <laughs> right? Uh, getting the plot line a bit. And so I knew that it's obviously about Pearl Harbor. And I know that there's some kind of deep romance love triangle between the three main characters. Okay, so you do know it's so a love triangle. I, I do okay. know there's some kind of like romance thing there, yeah, to some extent. So. I will neither confirm nor deny that no. it is about a love okay. triangle. <laughs> you don't know. Some of those people could have been siblings. Yeah. You'll see. Okay. You've seen the trailer, I'm sure. Actually, I don't really know if I have. Oh, well. Oops, maybe we should have started there, but <laughs> you basically wrote what you found out in a, what you find out in a trailer anyway. Yeah. So. Well, the actual IMDb description is, are you ready for this? Yes. A tale of war and romance mixed in with history. The story follows two lifelong friends and a beautiful nurse who are caught up in the horror of an infamous Sunday morning in 1941. Mm. Now, I have beef with this description. Okay. How dare they give Ben Affleck and Josh Hartnett two lifelong friends, a tale of war, clearly you know they're going to become war heroes, and all they give Kate Beckinsale is a beautiful nurse. She saves people's lives, You'll see she saves a guy's life by freaking putting her fingers in his artery when oh, wow. it's, he's bleeding out. I mean, 
she is clearly a badass. She is also in the service, and all she gets is beautiful nurse in this horseshit description. It's a travesty. It's I'm a already travesty. I'm already mad. So, um, why have you not seen Pearl Harbor yet? You know, it's 19 years old. How come it right. hasn't come across your your TV screen yet? Uh, well, I mean, I think originally I didn't see it when it came out because I would have been 2001. I would have been 11. So I don't think mom and dad would have wanted me to watch uh, watch Pearl Harbor when I was. Yeah, but I was 11. only 13 and I watched it. Well, I know, but actually, I, it would have been 12. Know, like I said, like the like our tra- our show trailer says, had a slightly more conservative upbringing. So there was a filter applied to some things, and I know this one had be, being that it focused on like a a romantic relationship outside of that. That being the outside story and a fictional love story at that sure. too not like one based around a true event or a real event real people i mean it is based around a true event not based around but the love story part the love story part is right. not and so i don't think that sold it necessarily as being one that we <laughs> would watch uh and so then when it went later on i just i don't know just kind of you look at the three hour three minute runtime and two trying to find time to, to fit that in is kind of harder to do i feel like do that's you think a t- it that's reads a as a does it read as a chick flick I mean, it is a Michael Bay film. No, I don't think I ever had the impression it was a chick flick. Oh, okay. I just think from reviews and just like the general storyline, you just knew that the romantic storyline was going to be a very big part of it. Sure. So that was, I kind of just feel like of the other war movies and things like that, that we could watch at the time, that one just was like, You would have watched more realistic war films maybe. Yeah. But even then I was, it's not like I was watching Save a Private Ryan when I was 11 years old. So. Really? No. You didn't see it right when it came out? No. Oh, when did oh, it come no, no, out? No. I uh, oh, so you you didn't see it so until much see later. It until oh, okay, like I didn't teenagers. realize that. Yeah, so that's why I haven't seen it. And what I know about it, why do you want me to watch it? I want you to watch it because it kicked off my very significant obsession with Josh Hartnett. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very important film. I was not obsessed with Josh Hartnett. Mm-hmm. I was. I know I've said this before, but I was depressed. I couldn't be with Josh Hartnett. <laughs> That is how much I thought I loved him, which is so silly. But I mean, also, like, that's exactly what this movie was made for. Well, I mean, and okay, that makes sense because I've also been super curious as to why you would even want me to watch a war movie in the first place because that's never, this is literally, I think, the first one you've ever been like, I need you yeah, to watch this Yeah, I don't movie. love watching war movies. And we'll talk about that, I'm sure, after yeah. we watch it. But um, I don't know. It was like the sexiest thing I had ever seen as a 13-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> he was just so hot. Yeah. Um, I just really loved him. It wasn't that it was an important film to me. I just really remember the intensity with which I loved Josh Hartnett after watching it. Mm. Um, that and then I remember the there's a Faith Hill song in it that became like a huge smash. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, oh, yeah. I'll, okay, we'll watch the video for sure. Um, I even remember what the music video looks like. Anyway, so I, Faith Hill had a big song that came out of it, and I was only listening to radio country music so you know obviously there was some big crossover there yeah and then i also remember that it was one that came on two dvds you have two dvds to watch it much like titanic which is on two vhs tapes right um you just didn't see that very often it was weird i always loved that when that would happen did y'all have a lot of movies that were on two i only remember this in titanic no i don't think i did but i always remembered i think that's honestly one of the things that (laughs) Seeing like Titanic on shelves, I was like two feet, wow. chest tapes. Oh my two god, two tapes worth of movies. That's so cool. Because no, because most most movies were always just on one. Or if you got a box set with multiple VHS tapes, it was because it was like the Star Wars trilogy, like or a big set. Like that. Yeah, yeah, a box set. So you just didn't see that very often. No, you really and didn't. It, I guess, yeah, it was very exciting. Now I dread 
that it's just so much i don't necessarily want to send through it all but we'll see how it goes so now uh we're gonna go watch pearl harbor and we will be right back (laughs) yeah get excited we'll be right back with our thoughts all right so we just finished pearl harbor Woo, Jarrett. it's a wild ride thoughts initial thoughts well did you like it it was okay <laughs> i think that's a solid explanation I i'm not mad about okay. that okay uh because granted yes the word the actual day of pearl harbor may have taken up a good 45 minute to an hour chunk of this movie oh, too much that's but what, I'll, that that's also, what i have to say okay well we'll talk about that in a second sure but then that means there was two hours extra. <laughs> yeah, Pearl Harbor ends and there's still what? there's still like an hour there fifteen still, left. Yeah, because I mean, and uh, and it gets into more of the history past Pearl Harbor. Like you know, it eventually jumps into like the Doolittle raid and stuff did you like know that. It was gonna I do didn't that? know. I did not know it was going to do that. Yeah, we but, definitely had a mini World War II lesson after this. Yeah, it kind of like it was a good refresher course on on the events. But still, the first. Hour because I don't even think the Pearl Harbor stuff started until like maybe an hour fifteen, mm-hmm. an hour hour yeah, and a half far in. in, and so all of that is basically like it could have been two movies or yeah. even like a mo- two separate. I mean, it's movies on two in and DVDs. of itself. Like it could have just been like this love triangle story because okay, I guess confirmed love <laughs> triangle story. Also, we didn't mention this in the intro, but again, yeah, we're gonna talk spoilers. So whoopsies. Oh yeah, for a movie Oops. that came out in two thousand one. So I mean, in all future episodes, there we'll will be, be sure spoilers. to have a better tech. We'll put. We'll be sure it's in the description. <laughs> it's expect this movie's twenty years old. Yeah. It's if we spoiled it for somebody, I don't care. <laughs> but uh, but still, okay, so yes, there was the love triangle. So it's like, this could have been just like a wartime, ro- I mean, I guess that what it is, that's, it is, is what it is, a wartime romance. romance movie. You definitely, if you're thinking it's a war movie, no, it is definitely more of a romance movie. <laughs> Which set around is so funny event. because in my head, it's a war movie. Exactly. That is kind of, that is kind of interesting. But I'm surprised that it tries, I feel like, to be this epic movie like Titanic. Sure. But doesn't. Yeah, it just doesn't make the mark. It just seems very shallow until it gets to the Michael Bay stuff of the actual event of the day. Right. You're right, though. It does feel very similar in like it's trying to be Titanic, but it's nowhere near it. Why is that? I just, I, I just. Maybe the love story is not as good. That I, I agree there. I would think, but no, I don't really think it does. I, I just think I don't know if it's necessarily because the relationship, the romance story, is not as good. I just think. Oh my gosh! The no, writing, I know what it is. The writing. Yeah, the oh, writing is just funny. so much better. We did not plan that. That no, was not in our the, notes. The writing of Titanic and just how it sets up the conflict and the conflicts outside of the main event, it sets those up so much better than what Pearl Harbor does. Oh, I mean more too that the the romance writing quote unquote yeah. like the lines that they share between each other oh yeah are absolute shit compared to titanic yeah and i mean titanic is as cheesy as it gets but somehow it works mm-hmm. it, but so it, there was that kind of stuff and then also while the the you know so i will say the 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 michael bay parts of this with the expl- explosions and during the actual Pearl Harbor and the attack, those parts was a really great war movie. And so Ugh. like compared to what, like uh, of the war movies that I like, it's like, it felt very real. It felt very in, you know what? I don't, I mean, I have no idea what that moment would have been like sure. to experience, yeah. but it, it felt like a very strong depiction and true depiction to the terror and the, and the trauma of the day. Right. So, you know, I feel like in those sense, it did that really well. I just felt like everything around it, which was, well, Okay, I will say the first half felt very shallow and uh, was hard to get through because that was where it was like really focusing on more of the romance and the yeah, drama between there was the no characters. War. 
trying to build, yeah, focusing on that. And then like the latter half when it's Pearl Harbor to the Doolittle Raid, that part felt tighter and, and better. But <laughs> I'm not even a, a romance film person yeah. and I still just 100% agree. I mean, yeah. disagree. Sorry. I oh. 100% disagree. That what? Use as uh, I don't that the war part is better than the romance part. Oh, I don't. I would watch more of the romance part and much less of the war stuff. And again, I don't. It's not like it's I not love even that that's your thing. No, yeah. I just really don't like the war stuff. It's just so like, yeah, America, well, which that's is even not what, what I was going to say. For. It's just like even that part, though, which I was kind of watching a war movie. because I guess it's been a little while since I actually have watched a, a, oh, like, for a, sure. a war movie. We don't I, watch maybe war the last movies. one I watched was. Maybe American Sniper, I think. But still, for a movie coming out back then, I was surprised with it's surprising watching it and just how much the like the very over the top like bravado of it all and like the one liners. And I think that's what kind of like somewhat cheapened it or not cheapened it, but made it feel oh, yeah, a little no, less. I think that makes sense. Is because it's just like you're just throwing these like tough guy one liners left and right. <laughs> and that's just not a movie. Titanic didn't have those. It had, that's true. Titanic you know, did not care about America. It wasn't like, I know Alec Baldwin as, as Doolittle, he throws several in there. You know, it, like he, he said once, but when they're right before the Doolittle raid, he's gives a speech to, uh, Ben Aff, Ben Aff, yeah, Ben yeah, Affleck. Yeah. Okay. And Josh Hartnett. Ben Affleck and all, Josh Hartnett. All of the soldiers who were called to do the Doolittle raid. Right. He's talking to like them. Which is like a scary and, top secret thing. Yeah. And he's saying that like, you know, victory belongs to those who believe in it the longest and the most. It kind of thing. So we, so we have to believe. We got to make America believe. <laughs> and it's stuff like that, like several lines like that. And I was just like, oh man, they are they are really hammering that home hard. So that that was just kind of funny too. But I don't know. It just seemed like it, there was a lot of stuff there. It, for as long as they made it, they should have done more to fill out. I don't understand why the first half had to be so long, basically, because you've got the whole stuff there with... Is, there are important things going on in this romance. No, but I just mean, you're trying to make it this... If the movie's going to be three hours and three minutes long, you need to make it epic enough and good enough, and not even epic enough and like it needs to have war and explosions throughout the whole three-hour thi- three thing. It just needs to be good enough to enough. warrant three hours and three yeah. minutes. Like, Avengers... Infinity War and Endgame, yeah, I sat through those, no problem. Titanic, I sat through, oh, no problem. God. Are you going to make me watch Avengers for the podcast? Yeah, I might. Ugh. Strap in. But, no, still. <laughs> uh, but Titanic, I watched, and I was just, like, enthralled the whole time. Yeah, this and one, it's got to be half, almost I know as much. we got through the first half, and we took a break for a little bit to be like, get yep. up, stretch our legs for a bit, go to the bathroom, like get a, a snack. A couple of hours. We, like, stopped we the movie to too. do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we stopped. We took a pause. And so I think that just, that just shows kind of the... In our minds, the quality, how it was to us, but right. it just. But the cool thing is with this, though, and with bigger movies like this, they usually have a pretty uh, expansive cast, which is always fun because I didn't sure. know like really who all was going to be in this. So, one when you watch stuff like this that's that old, you're going to see people that yeah. you know from other things, maybe because they weren't famous yet, and that's right. why they're playing this little tiny, you know, weird side role. Yeah, like you and yeah, Brimmer, that's always he's fun. In, he's in a lot of stuff. Uh, been in a lot of stuff that I've seen. Like Wonder Woman recently is one of the more recent things I've seen him in. Uh, Jennifer Garner. Uh, Tom Sizemore, I recognize him from like Saving Private Ryan and a whole lot of other like war movies like Black Hawk Down and stuff does. like that. Yeah, that's the majority oh, of his Hawk acting. Down. He's credits. in that. Josh Hartnett. That Josh Hartnett is oh, <laughs> should make you watch another true war event movie. I think I've seen that actually, but no, I don't particularly Black care Hawk to Down watch is it again. Than Pearl Harbor for sure. Uh, oh my Cuba, god, really? Oh yeah. Is Josh Hartnett hotter in it? 
Maybe we do need to watch it. <laughs> it's been a while okay. since I've watched it. Okay, we'll Ewan put it on McGregor's the list. in Black Hawk Down too. Oh, I don't think I knew that either. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll put it on a lot the list. On that one. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Dan Aykroyd even pops up in it, which I was not expecting at all because I just did not expect Dan Aykroyd ever pop up in like a, a war movie. I know he takes the the dramatic role every <laughs> once in a while, but still, Dan, Dan Aykroyd. I make care parts for the American working man because <laughs> that's what I am and that's who I care about. That's my favorite Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Tommy yeah, Boy, right? It is, Yes, Tommy yeah. Boy. It is funny to see him pop up and have no funny lines. Nothing that even required like a significant delivery. Right. I mean, he's like a high up um, Navy official or something, but it, it's just funny to see him in such an intense thing. Yeah. And a pretty small role, actually. Mm-hmm. The big thing I thought, though, about this movie is just that Cuba Gooding Jr., though, should have been the main character, really. I mean, he plays Dory Miller, who I didn't realize at the time watching yeah, had, the movie. We had to look this up after. Yeah, when we were just looking up, you know, skimming through the IMDb and Wikipedia's after we watched it. I did not realize that his character was a real person. Yeah, a real war hero. Yeah. He apparently was from Waco. Oh, that's cool. He's a Texan, and then he died in a later battle, um, also with the Japanese. But so just a few years later, I think. But um, yeah, an actual war hero. Yeah. He just like in the movie wasn't allowed to uh, handle weapons at all. He was a cook um, because he was black. He wasn't allowed to handle any of the weapons. Mm -hmm. So then he, after saving many lives on Pearl Harbor, including his captains, maybe no, the captain captain dies in in the movie. He dies. Oh, okay. Maybe Um, he, he, but he still just like helps jumps I feel in like to like he like help pulls the captain to safety. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, he, he jumps in, he does shoot those really big, scary guns, the anti aircraft guns. Yeah, yeah. At the planes, anti aircraft guns. That's what those are called. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. Yeah. Cause they're made specifically only to shoot that planes attacking the attack from the, an aircraft carrier. Yeah. Or from a battleship. Yeah. Whoa. Anyway, you know, I don't watch a lot of war movies. <laughs> I don't know these things. <laughs> Um, that was all real. He helped save a lot of people. Um, he helped like protect people as soon as he was done shooting planes down to pull them off of the ships. He yep. wasn't on um, the USS Arizona. He was on the West Virginia. He's in, on the, in the movie. He's in, the, in the movie, he's on the Arizona. He's on the Arizona. Yeah. In real life, um, Dory Miller was on the West Virginia. But then he became the first black American to receive the Navy Cross, which is That's like the cool. second highest. It's just under the Medal of Honor for the Navy. So an actual war hero. Yeah. It almost makes it more sad that right? they that didn't they use him more. Don't, they sidelined him to a side character and make it about two fiction, fictitious characters, three or three fictitious yeah, characters. Yeah. You sold really. me. This you should know, be like this about the, Dory Miller. Yeah. Like that's just a bigger thing. And that's just, not only is it the story that should have been told from the, like if you're going to include him in the movie, like, yeah, that should have been the story you were telling, but or it's at just least a, give him a little more screen time. Yeah. But then also it just makes like, I don't know. It's the, it's the more intriguing story than the, right. giving me the two options. No, I would much, I care so much more about Dory Miller's story <laughs> than this, this, uh, this, probably even if he weren't real, this love triangle. Yeah. It's just like a nice bonus that he is. Yeah. So it's just like, uh, that, that was my biggest thing. I was like, what, what are you doing? Michael Bay. But <laughs> okay. But this, I know that, again, it's Michael Bay, but like, that's what Michael Bay is. A lot of shoot him up stuff. And then some like trashy side love story. Yeah. What did you think you're getting into? You've seen other Michael Bay movies. You Not, know. I, mean, I don't make it. Okay. I will say that we're, com- we're obviously very anti Michael Bay movies, but like, <laughs> well, actually, but even I wouldn't anti. even, I wouldn't even go that far there. I re- kind of regard, um, I don't even say, but they're, they're the movie. Like, you know what you're expecting when you watch a Michael Bay movie, you're going to yes. get a, f- a good, hardcore action film that you get you all hyped up from it. And so that's, and that's and a trashy love story. And it was, uh, I wanted to 
necessarily call it a trashy love story. You've seen Armageddon. No, actually, not all the way not through. Not all the way through. I've seen like bits and pieces. But you, but you know what it is. Like I know what it's it another is, trashy Ben Affleck love story. I, just, I, I, I didn't know he's trashy. Have you seen just, Transformers? Uh, once, like a long time ago. Huh. I'm not that super familiar with Michael Bay movies. Like all the movies I mentioned at the beginning, I knew they were his. Right. But uh, but like, and I'd seen them once, like once or twice. Like I've seen Bad Boys once. I've seen The Rock once. Well, I guess I've seen you, Pearl Harbor now once. What I've you seen mostly know is like yeah. the big fire shoot him up stuff. That's exactly. what he's known you, for. You know his big action sequences and stuff like that. So that's what I mean. It's just like I'm not ex- I don't even know where I was going with this at this point, but still. <laughs> we're not anti-Michael Bay. We're not anti-Michael Bay. You just know Bay. what you're getting. I just feel like this movie was a stretch for what he is out normally does and I don't think it translated got it came across that well. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. But so what? So that's kind of what I thought about. What did you think then? Uh, did it hold up really like no not at all oh no i'm so sad i'm did, so was sad that, was to josh say, Hartnett at least still sexy to you uh yeah did he's that still at least, pretty hot did that fire still burn no it didn't yeah i mean yeah he's attractive but no i don't i i wasn't burning for him like <laughs> like your 13 year old <laughs> self was <laughs> he was super hot <laughs> well i'm not denying that <laughs> no, I don't I don't know what it is, but I'm sad to say that the first line I wrote down or the first note I took wasn't even anything to do about what I loved about this movie. It's that this must be where Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner met. Oh yeah. That because makes she sense. has a small role in it and they got married not long after this. So yeah. that just shows where my my mind is that when we started it, I was like, Oh my god, oh. Jennifer Garner! This is where she met Ben Affleck, the father of her children. What I did love was the solid gold one-liners we got in the worst ways yeah because even though they're they were like over the top they're perfect like what i was talking about yeah they're still like they're as hilarious you're, you're laughing at them and like oh man well yeah one <laughs> the one you said earlier that came out of doolittle who is alec baldwin was we have to believe and we're gonna make america believe right. um i also wrote down at the beginning when rafe and danny are going through all the tests and everything when they're i guess trying to enlist or get sent to pearl harbor or whatever yeah, or just make, keep up their Where license. Where they meet Evelyn. Right. And oh, yeah, because we didn't even talk about it yet about Ben Affleck going over to... That's what the, the beginning of the movie... Sorry, I don't mean to, to sideline. No, but the that's what the beginning of the filler part, I was just like, this where the love story, I guess, gets its, the, its conflict and stuff is that Rafe eventually, you know, he, at the beginning of the movie, goes over to the UK to fight in chooses the RAF. To. Yeah, chooses to. Yeah. Go over and join the RAF that's to fight over gone. there. And that's why he's gone and he uh, gets shot down and is presumed dead. And so that's when Evelyn and Danny start ha- their relationship up because they, they can't hide they their feelings him. for each other yeah. because they miss him and they bond over that. And then they eventually fall in love. And then surprise, he shows back up. <laughs> and so, so just, okay. So that's a, that brings up another question. Yeah. Did you, were you surprised? That was the first, the first big twist is that he, he goes over and dies. We think right. he's been dead all this time. And then he comes back and he's alive. Yeah. There's other twists later in the movie, which I'm sure we'll get to. But the right. first big one is that he's not dead. No, that didn't surprise me at all. Oh, man. I was like, you knew he all... wasn't dead? Because <laughs> I don't even know if I remember that because I read the Wikipedia article. But I was also just like, okay, he like it desperately tried to escape from his cockpit. That He like was shooting holes in it to try to break the glass when he couldn't eject. He crash landed in the ocean. It didn't show his body, and then it like cuts away. It didn't show yeah. his body like later. I was like, no, he, there, and it was only like 30, 40 minutes into this movie. No I was like, proof. there's no way. There's no <laughs> way. Dead. And also, that was like uh, some, but I will say though, that was a bit of confusion to me because I didn't realize that the, again, the only knowledge of the film, knowing that it was around Pearl Harbor, thought that they were all already in Hawaii or in like 
the day was just around the corner. I didn't right. realize that the movie actually starts back in yeah months, months, months before, months before. So at the beginning, and I kind of missed that too. I guess the text telling me when it was because when when uh, Rafe is trying to Rafe Ben Affleck is trying to uh, <laughs> go over to the to England, I'm like, wait, how is he going to get over there? <laughs> and then all the way back, and then like and back to Hawaii, like especially in the 1940s, that is a <laughs> trek. Like it would be a trek now. So it's like. Yeah, I was kind of like, "How is this working out timing?" Then I was like, "Oh, okay, this is months, months in advance." So, so then, did that was more surprising twist, than him not being dead? <laughs> so next twist, did you were you surprised that she hooks up with Danny? Oh, were absolutely you, not. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that was again like I saw that coming from a while away. Okay, I just had this realization. Maybe that was part of the sexy to me as a kid that like it was forbidden. Yeah, taboo. they shouldn't have been together. Yeah. yeah. Wow, just opened my mind yeah, up to why I thought this would be so good. But no, I was so like, no, they're absolutely going to. You can't. Dang. You, you, you're not going to cast Ben Affleck and, and, and Josh Hartnett as the stars and then with only cast then one love interest. And they're supposed <laughs> to have this like, this like bond since childhood. Brothers, basically. <laughs> and the, you're going to tell me that something's not going to happen between all three yeah. of them? Please. So then the please. last big twist, of course, is that. Danny ends up dying and we find out that she's pregnant with Danny's kid. Right. So she has the kid with Rafe. Who they, it's, and then spoiler, they still get married. So they just go back to how it was. <laughs> it's all very messed up. Yeah. feels slightly incestuous. Again, okay. So I get now the trashiness part of what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. It I see is it. trashy. But no, but still I was like, no, there's no way this, this, I, I saw so that. So none of the twists even got you. No, no. One of the thoughts I had was that um, Rafe really sucks and I'm team Danny. Yeah. I for sure would rather she had ended up with Danny with Josh Hartnett's character. What about you? Yeah. Yeah, because Rafe is the bad guy. I mean, of the two, like, okay, yes, he wanted to go out and he, wanted to, join, he wanted to join. Because it's Ben Affleck and now Ben Affleck's <laughs> You're not the biggest fan of Ben Affleck. Tattoo. But um, it's, a, it's a symbol. It's rising from <laughs> the ashes. Disgusting. But... Um, I don't know because he makes the choice to go over to England. You know, he meets Evelyn and he still decide and they like right, fall in love decision. and he decides to then still, he's going to go over to England to join this war. I get that noble cause and ideal. Yeah. Going sure. Over Bad there. decision. Number one. But, st- but then he winds up dying, has no way because he gets trapped across enemy lines. He has no way to get word back to him. They think he's dead. Rightfully so. And because like all his, they didn't do his anything RAF wrong. buddies saw him get shot down yeah. into the ocean, crash land into the ocean. Yeah. And they're right to assume that he's gone for fish right? food. So they didn't do anything wrong. He comes back and is all pissy and like gets in and, and, and which I mean, because he just expected without any of this, like, Oh, because he was writing letters to Evelyn too. And those apparently like never got to him for some reason or another. Right. Yeah, they Doesn't, did. No, their letters all made it. I thought for some, I remember a scene where uh, Jennifer Gardner giving, um, Kate oh. Beckinsale, a stack of letters that were like su- supposed to be for her from Rafe that she like never got like after he died or something. Oh, I was thinking that was his like his belongings after he died and they sent her his belongings. Oh, maybe and it was that's like, it. Actually, I don't know. I missed that. Uh, I don't remember Clearly exactly. not a huge but plot still, point. <laughs> it's so then, yeah, like he, he has no way to get in contact with her. So they all think he's dead. They move on. It was like three, four months down the road. Like, again, he then comes back literally like a day before Pearl Harbor happens. Yeah, of course. And, and turns into a bad guy. And also, let's talk about how this, they, yeah, he like starts a fight with Danny at a bar, which they're at a bar drinking and all this stuff like hammered the night before. Then they have to, they are woken up and instantly yeah, do sober. Do we think that's real? 
Do we think what that they could like be up and flying in, in war, on planes? Are soldiers in war hammered every night? Not every night. <laughs> Definitely not every I night, mean, but you, they were allowed leave and could then at that oh, least, okay, you know, yeah, that so, kind of stuff. But you're so, right. Yeah, they immediately still, wake they were up just like, fine. And then are able to like jump in planes. Which <laughs> I guess, I mean, I don't know. Again, I haven't been in that situation. I imagine something like that happening. I would be well, I mean, they instantly are, sobered immediately. They are professionals at that what they true. do. So that is true. That's what they're built for, I guess. But, uh, but anyway, so yeah, they come back, they get into this big fight and it was and all this stuff. But And so, yeah, he, and he just does not see it from the other angle how no not at all he Rafe, is in the Rafe wrong Rafe, exactly yeah. how he is in the wrong in this situation at all or understand their their where they're coming from but yeah yeah so definitely team danny is what you're saying yeah also yeah. isn't it just such a bummer that danny is the one who thinks he's gonna have her forever and then he dies and it's yep. his kid being raised by another man ben affleck but he tells him to has his dying wish he's like <gasps> you've raised my son wait does he He's, I mean, he gives Did he him say like that? his permission because that's when Rafe tells him. Yeah, that he's Rafe, like, as he's dying, he tells he's like, him he's hey, gonna be man, a daddy. You're gonna be a daddy. You know what? Guess Another what? bad. I'm gonna raise that kid <laughs> right. for you. He's gonna be my kid. Another bad decision. He's mine. <laughs> Another you bad. Double crossing <laughs> son of a bitch. This is when podcasts don't translate well, well, because you can't see what Jared's doing with his face. But see, yet another bad decision by Rafe. Yeah. Terrible guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, Danny, I noticed you're about to die. Let me tell, give you terrible news. You have a child, and you're going to miss out on the raising well, I mean, of him. I I, yeah, I guess that is. But I mean, I guess he, he could be filled knowing that he, he has a no. son. A bad son guy decision grow. number 11 made by <laughs> Ben Affleck. Oh, man. Anyway, so sadly, it didn't I, was, hold up, really. I was trying to deliver funny lines to you. My oh, favorite yeah, thing right. was all the terrible one-liners. And the first one is that when Danny and Rafe meet Evelyn, they're getting all their testing done. Mm-hmm. Rafe, you learn, can't read. So he's worried about failing the vision test. And when he sees that he has to take a vision test, he turns and looks at Danny and says, they're going to take my wangs away. <laughs> my wangs. <laughs> he's so afraid. <laughs> um, and then I also noted that everything Alec Baldwin as Doolittle says, is hilarious, which is the quote you already mm-hmm. gave about making America believe. And then he yells something crazy about the hula shirts they were wearing when flying. And yeah. he says something about how like America just went through this terrible thing and they need a win. And that is his reasoning for the Doolittle raid. Right. It's just a lot of great one-liners by Alec Baldwin. He overacted I mean, the shit out of this. Yeah. And it was so good. It was amazing. Every time we're an Alec Baldwin household for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side, Ben Affleck, I felt like also overacted all of it and it was all terrible. I he, mean, it's just the different caliber of the actor. Movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's uh, ugh, not great. The other note I was going to make was that this makeup team was amazing because you don't even notice that it's John Voight as the president. Oh, yeah. You had to point it out to me. You were, you were, we were watching and you were like, you know who that is? I was like looking at it. I was like, I do not know you who this is. You don't see him. Once you know who it is, you do kind of see yeah. it a little. But man, that was an ama- yeah, amazing job. makeup job. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say that no, it didn't hold up even a little bit for me. Sorry. Clearly, I was a kid when I first watched it. Wasn't really concerned with anything other than how cute, little cutie cute Josh Hartnett was. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else mattered. <laughs> you had your priorities so back then. So the fact that it was a bad movie didn't even kind of, you know, I wanted it to be good for right, Josh. Right. You know, I wanted Josh to be successful. Yeah. I mean, the movie still made was a successful film. Yeah, I did see it was uh, it, just, it, it was a opinions, big summer it's blockbuster. Not a great, it, it's just not a great movie. But it wasn't as big of a blockbuster as they thought it was going to be. I think yeah. it got beat out by Shrek even. Oh. Maybe not on its opening weekend, but... Yeah. Um, I oh, and I also think that they could have chopped the movie up. There was It was like an hour too long. I don't need an hour and a half worth of war. 
I don't like watching war. When I watch movies, I want it to be entertaining, which means I want to be calm. Yeah. I don't want to be stressed out. This yeah. shit stresses me out. So I think they could have taken out so much war shit. It was too much, too repetitive. So way too long for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, we both agree on that. Yeah. Just, yeah. We would sadly. focus on different parts. <laughs> so the Rotten Tomatoes score for Pearl Harbor is 24%. Deserved. Yeah. Um, you can, there is an audience score on Rotten Tomatoes too, though, which is 66% significantly I mean, higher. That's Still why not I, great. I, yeah. That's why I don't necessarily judge a movie off of its Rotten Tomatoes score because I find myself a lot of the times movie that has a very low Rotten Tomatoes score. I still really love or can Ends love. Being so I don't, the best. That's yeah. not necessarily to me a, a deal breaker by any means. No, that we don't really look at reviews a lot for stuff in general, but I have to agree kind of at this point, I would not rank this movie very high. Like I don't really have a huge <laughs> What's desire to go back score? to go back to it. I would say, I mean around that, like a maybe 30, 40, somewhere in there. Yeah, like it I just, agree. It's pretty low. It's just low. It's just not great. I mean, and now that I know it's Michael Bay, if I want to watch something like that, I'm going to go to Armageddon instead. Yeah. Which I guess we need to watch. We should do that one. Yeah. It, You've if, seen pieces I've seen of pieces it. Pieces of okay. it. Yeah. But definitely not enough to remember any of the, I mean, I know like around the ending and stuff like that. But and like, you know about the Aerosmith song? Yes. I don't want to close my eyes. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So that's, not I'd, high. I'd, I'd put it like that. So 30, is this a rewatchable film? Mm, no. Are we if ever I, going I to watch, watch it again? It, I'm going to look up like a YouTube clip compilation basically. <laughs> Sounds good. But like, which is also, amazing. Why would I do that? <laughs> Cause why not? <laughs> yeah, we go, we go look up random clips all the time. <laughs> that's true. Well, that's it, folks. Jarrett is now caught up on the culture that is Pearl Harbor. Were you also in love with Josh Hartnett and recently rewatched Pearl Harbor only to realize it's terrible? Let us know. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Catch Up Culture. Thanks for listening and come back next week for yet another culture catch up cinematic adventure. <laughs>